I hope that it just evens out karmically so that the amount that I am getting it done faster is more than the worse the... it's getting. Yeah, that that's I I think so. It is getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, Courtney pointed out the other day that like, hey, I really liked the really extended intro song on that last one, and I was like, oh, that was <laughs> oops, I just didn't oops, cut it whoopsie. off. <laughs> <laughs> didn't cut it off early enough well it worked out she said she liked it yeah but also i think she knew <laughs> <laughs> she was saying it in like a passive aggressive way of letting you know you fucked up yeah <laughs> hey i really like that extended intro yeah really, i really, really liked interesting that raw creative feel. choice that like editless <laughs> feel yeah, really uh, trying something different with this one. Yeah, it's like telling a girl that you like her natural makeup face or whatever. It's like, I really like that raw look of yours. Just that, like, you don't care about looking pretty at all. You don't... <laughs> you, you go out there and you don't care what anyone says about you. You're I... so above things like class or showers. hygiene or showers or fashion. <laughs> and she's like, oh... Uh, hmm. Yeah. For us, that's, man, this podcast doesn't care about winning any awards. It's just doing it for the art. <laughs> this podcast is kind of its own thing. <laughs> it's a little bit of a, a niche taste. <laughs> I, I love saying something is its own thing because that's the perfect way to avoid saying any sort of quality it is. Yeah. Go to a play and say that you liked the lighting. Wow, yeah, you know, you guys up there look like you were really trying. Are you kidding me with the paper material on these brochures? This is like double stock. <laughs> Very informative. Thick paper. I can't even put it in my pocket. <laughs> that sounds like you're you're trying to guilt them. It's like, what am I going to do with this? They printed this paper tall-wise. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the extent of a compliment you'll give them <laughs> okay let's get going let's do this hello and welcome to telling the tale a podcast where i mitchell farley wolf am going to be playing through every single telltale video game that they put out throughout their lifetime on this planet but it's not just me i'm also here with my co-host also going through every telltale game that's right who could it be but Dustin Jackson? Ah, it's me. Everybody put your applauding hands up. Woo! I I gotta <laughs> tell you, Dustin, the way I introduced you got me excited to hear from you. Aw, oh, thanks. Hey, you know what? That's a self-compliment on me. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says nothing about me. But I'm the still excited I to see you. The way I did that, the way I did that was just so... Yeah, mm, I'm bringing it this week. All for you, baby D. Uh, what what did you play this week? Just to synchronize. What well, I, I don't know about you, Mitch, uh -huh. but I played episode four of Back to the Future: The Game, which is called Double Visions. Crap. Oh shoot. Yeah, we, we, I I've been playing Paper Mario for the Nintendo sixty four. That you made the better choice. Um. Yeah. Wait, no, hang on. <laughs> Let me check my notes. Is Paper Mario the one where Marty breaks alternate history Doc Brown out of an insane asylum? Um, no, you know what? That sounds familiar to what I played. 
Oh, was that Back to the Future the game, Episode 4, Double Visions? Yeah, you must have gotten them confused. Oh, the one released on April 29th, 2011, directed by Dave Grossman and written and designed by Hartzell and uh, Stemmel? That's the one? That's the one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? (laughs) I played that. You know what? Maybe we'll get it next week. Yeah, maybe next week we'll be Paper Mario. Um, Yeah, but we might as well talk about this while we're here. I want the listener to believe that there is a 1% chance every episode where we don't talk about the thing and we instead talk about Paper Mario. <laughs> we like that, we, we roll a D100 thing. before every episode to see if we actually don't talk about the episode. If it lands on the 100, we get to play Paper Mario instead. <laughs> Wait, we, we, should, we should maybe do something like that. Where... <laughs> <laughs> just there, there's a small chance we just don't talk about the thing but like it it's not up to us we have to roll something we'll we'll start every episode by saying what we rolled this week <laughs> well it was a uh, 42 so i guess we're just doing the normal thing <laughs> what do you know hmm, more back to the future well what do you think of this episode um i can tell in your hesitancy that you were neutral to low on this episode. Yeah, you know how last week we were talking about maybe it picks up in these in these last two parts? You don't think it did? Not especially. I mean, we're... I don't know. I don't even want to say we're kind of getting the plot moving because in this episode it just feels... I don't, I don't know. It's, it's complicated, I guess. I... Have I think this episode I have the least notes of uh, of any of them. I just oh no, I just didn't have anything that really stood out to me in this episode except for things I didn't like. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, I mean that is um, usually the way with these podcasts. Unfortunately, the way we're getting, I feel like we're getting a little calloused. Yeah, and like I don't want to hold it against this game. Every, every season has its low points, and. I just feel like this episode, not there was a lot of meandering, not a whole lot going on. You go back to the 1930s again. Um, you you so the episode starts out with us rescuing Doc Brown from Citizen Plus, the Citizen Plus program. Uh, yeah, Marty wakes up. He has been thrown into this Citizen Plus uh, camp, and. Uh, Sorry, actually, let me go back a bit. Okay. I should ask how you felt about this episode. You asked me so graciously, and I was just like, oh, I didn't love it. Let's get into the episode. But I forgot to ask you what your thoughts were. So a couple years ago, I was listening to the Easy Allies podcast, and they <laughs> Off were... Off to a good start. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> A couple years ago on a different podcast, (laughs) they were reviewing a game or or talking about a game that had recently come out. And uh, it was was like a a game that they didn't like very much as a game. You could tell that there were some serious problems with it, according Mm -hmm. to them. But they, uh, it was set in space. So they were like, (laughs) yeah, you know what? I got to have a space adventure. And I think there were problems with it, but, like, I can't have a space adventure otherwise. 
Yeah. I can't have a space adventure without playing a video game because because I'm not an astronaut. I don't get <laughs> to have true. my own space adventures like that. Uh, like that Elon Musk character. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like it wasn't great, but I got to have a space adventure, and that that's a little bit how I'm feeling. I I am hesitant to say about every episode of this podcast. <laughs> Because sometimes it really does rise above. But even sometimes in Sam and Max, I'm like, well, maybe that wasn't like the best one. But I got to have a like a mystery game. You know, I used to I got to be a detective for a second. And yeah, I, and this like one... even in even in Moai Better Blues, the low point of the Sam and Max series, I would say overall, even if it wasn't very good, I still had a good enough time just because I love Sam and Max. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, and with, with this game... I, I do like Doc and I like Marty and I like Hill Valley. Uh, I think they're cool things and places and people. So there's there's a little bit of that going on here. Um, I liked seeing the plot move forward in this episode. You were saying you didn't think that would be a good way to describe what happened. I actually would say that. Um, I don't know. It, fe- it did feel to me a little bit like it's picking up. In this episode, especially okay. at the beginning with that scene where Marty uh, was uh, rescuing Citizen Brown from the uh, Citizen Plus program. Mm-hmm. It seemed yeah, that I... was a cool set piece. It was fun. Uh, it had fun vibes to it. I, I, kind, I kind of agree with you. Like, it started out and it had me thinking things were going to pick up, but then... Like after that, it when when you go back to the thirties, it to me it just kind of felt like it didn't. <laughs> yeah. So this is probably. Well, well, let let's describe the structure of this episode first. You wake up in yeah. the Citizen Plus program. Uh, Edna captured you. Bad. It's a bad situation. You can't get out. But you find out by. Uh, you find out that by tinkering with the camera system, you're able to talk to your dad, who's then able to patch you into Jennifer, who's in the other room, and had just gone through Citizen Plus, um, at least the first treatment. Yeah, she she's uh, she's a model citizen now. That first treatment, even though this was just the first one, she seemed pretty. She seemed pretty ready to go. She was pretty against like everything she stood for before. Yeah, she doesn't have Biff's uh, watch, which I'm not sure we talked about last episode. But the Biff had a watch that was part of the Citizen Plus program that Edna could physically control Biff through. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that watch, she could completely decide everything that Biff does. And Jennifer is just sort of like in the first stage of... She doesn't have the watch yet. She's just sort of a little bit repulsed by like bad stuff again um yeah she doesn't go for the rock music but she doesn't even throw up or anything it's it's not that bad uh yeah she's she's not completely gone yet but she is very turned uh so by doing some marty mcfly crap and getting a guitar from a guard (laughs) adventure game stuff you Mitch, can... that's my favorite thing you've said. <laughs> you know, just do your typical Marty McFly crap and move on. <laughs> There's a lot of that in these games. Uh, <laughs> I like playing them, but they're not interesting to talk about. <laughs> yeah, especially not 30, 
episodes in. Yeah, some some real guybrush threepwood shenanigans here. You get your guitar <laughs> and you play it for Jennifer, and she remembers rock music, and that's enough. Um, uh, and through that, she helps you get out of there. And then you see that they're very clockwork oranging Citizen Brown uh, to remove all of the parts of his personality that are distasteful. Yeah, that Edna does not care much for. Yeah. Um, so then you get you get out of there. Uh, Brown takes the... He, he runs off to get the time machine. And apparently he spends six months fixing it. Because he's just not as good of a scientist as regular Doc Brown is. Yeah, he's smart enough that he was able to do it eventually, but it took him a lot longer. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it did, because the first time Doc Brown did it, it was like 30 years, right? That's, I guess that's true, yeah. Um, But he had the notes. He had old Doc Brown's notes. Yeah. So he spent six months fixing up the time machine and then he picks up marty and he's like okay we're ready to go back to 1931 and i guess break me and my wife up (laughs) (laughs) that's the plan uh they gotta get young emmett to watch frankenstein in the theaters which he did not do and they gotta get uh edna to not have emmett brown as an accessory to help her take over the town right And that's what you do in 1931. Uh, So how did you feel that we so quickly went back to 1931 from 1986? I'm sick of this place. But I will say... You're sick of 1931? I'm sick of 1931. (laughs) No, I'm I'm just lashing out. I'm sick of my surroundings. Uh, No. (laughs) I've had it with all this. I've had it with this podcast every week. No, um... (laughs) That's a little too true. (laughs) No, I love it. It's great. But... (laughs) Extremely convincing. But um, one thing I did like is... I I don't know. I felt like going to the school kind of opened things up. It it really felt like we were going somewhere different. Even if it was just this one area, that's not that impressive. You don't even go in the school. It's just the front of the school. Yeah, and it really is just the one more area. You know what? Never mind what I just said. I, I feel like we're we're trapped in this episode more than like any other episode. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna defend the first thing you said a little bit because okay, uh, in the previous two 1931 episodes, you didn't go there in episode three, but in, in one and two, you spend the vast majority of the time in the town square, right in front yeah. of city hall. And mm-hmm. you don't go there at all in this episode until the very end, at which point you only go to a specific part of it. Well, you're... Wait, hold on. Yeah, you're right. Well, you... I, I, was th- I was thinking of... Oh, no, because they hide in the garbage cans in the town square, but you don't do any, like... But that's in 1968, puzzles. or 1986. Oh, right, 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 right. You're right, you're right. You're so right, as always. <laughs> no, no, Dustin... <laughs> You'll get them next time, but you're the you're really the Doc Brown of this podcast. Uh, you're Edna. Thanks. No, <laughs> you can. That be... was a rude. That was a rude, mean thing to say. No, yeah, that was wrong. Uh, <laughs> we we can be that classic pair up, Doc Brown and Jennifer. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> 
I've been told I have very Jennifer vibes. Doc Brown and George. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I usually like George a lot. I don't in this uh, game at all, but yeah. Yeah. So you go, you're right. You go to the past and you find, oh, you know what? You're totally what? right. You do briefly go to the town. You know, you got him this time, Dustin. Uh, you're the Doc up, Brown. I'm up. the Jennifer. Oh, great, Scott. I'm, I was right. Oh, is that your is that your Doc Brown? No, that's like <laughs> that's like Doc Brown if I wasn't trying. That's like it's like oh, great Scott. Oh, <laughs> oh science. That's Senor Card Gage Brown. <laughs> great Scott. Oh, Martin. great Scott. <laughs> great Scott. Let's travel them back to 1965. No, but you're right, because when you go back, at first you think it's still August. That's right. Because you try to time travel to August of 1931, which is right where you left him, like like the day after. You're trying to go to the next day after the uh, the, the two things you did before. Yeah, but it turns out it's been months. It's been uh, three Two, what is what month is it? Is <laughs> it October? I think they said October. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's been two months. Um, Frankenstein is somehow still in theaters, and <laughs> it was a hit. It was, I guess, a, a very long lasting hit. Um, or maybe that's how movies were back then. I don't know. Yeah, they had the one for months. It, it, I guess so. <laughs> that can't be true. <laughs> it, even I don't know. That doesn't sound right. But sure um so (laughs) they they find out that the delorean's time circuits are are on the fritz and the uh depending on how far back you jump or how far forward you jump you'll get a growing error um of of at least a couple days in either direction Mm -hmm. uh if you're just trying to do a minute you might end up six hours in the past which Doc Brown accidentally does a couple times throughout the episode. What a Butterfingers. But you go in front of the school because you find out from young Emmett at the time that it's now October and it is time for the expo. That science thing. That science uh, show off. The Hill Valley Science Expo. That's the thing it's called. The Hill Valley Science (laughs) Exposition. Uh, The first annual in 1931. There will be three more and then no more. Apparently, uh, yeah, that that's where you spend most of the time at this expo, which has very little going on. <laughs> You're not even yeah. allowed inside the building of the expo. You just get to see like some of the stuff they put outside. Yeah, you see like one that's a that's a display, and then the other one's closed off for now, but opens up later. Um, so the the bulk adventure game structure of this episode comes down to the point where. Uh, you got to break up young Emmett and Edna before they get married so Emmett can go on with his life, see Frankenstein, do the things he's got to do normally uh, to become old school regular Doc Brown. Yeah, the um, Doc Brown classic, as it were. Although, I think as soon as you show up in October instead of August, you should call it blank. Right? You should say uh, that you're not going to win this time because you let them date for two months. 
Yeah, history has still been History's altered. wrecked. Like, you can't save this. You can't save this by breaking them up now. Yeah, you would need to go back in time and stop it from happening at all. But you can't do two months later because that totally... Like, you can have the same thing still happen. You can still have him go see the movies, have him uh, go to the expo. But he still dated Edna for months. In any other kind of time travel story, I'd say like, yeah, that's fine. You can say they're not supposed to date, so if you break them up, it's fine. But I've seen three Back to the Future movies and played four episodes of the Back to uh, the Future game. And at this point, I know that like leaving a book in a wrong place can create a police state in the future. So like mm. you've shown me so many times why this is not going to work out. I don't I just want to <laughs> skip ahead to the point where it doesn't work out and then we solve try to solve it for real. I don't want right. to do yeah, maybe that's maybe it's good that I'm feeling this right now because there's only one episode of the game which is the entire rest of the series uh left. There's no more yeah, back to the future stuff after this. I would assume at, in the last chapter shit would start, you know, moving a little more. Like, yeah. really wow me. Yeah, really, uh, I just want that pizzazz. I just want that that jazz. That's what it is. That's what this game's missing is pizzazz. It just feels like every episode yeah. is just... Oh. Th- like, this episode in particular is when I started feeling like I'm just doing the same. I'm going back and forth. There really isn't anything that exciting happening. Um... And I don't like, I really don't like a couple puzzles in this episode. Like, there's two in particular where I was like, I hate that. Yeah, let's talk about and, those. And it's, for, it's for the same reason as both. Uh, but yes, let's get into them, my friend, my good friend. So, in order to break up Emmett, you, you ask Edna what she likes about him. And she's somehow clear enough of mind to know exactly to the dot the three things that would make her breakup with him. Um, <laughs> the, the three things I'm looking for right off the bat. She knows what she wants in a man. I know it's about her, so she would know, but like, I don't think anyone knows themselves that well. Yeah, I mean, maybe she's thought about it before. <laughs> maybe she's like really into meditation. We don't see that side of Edna very often. <laughs> yeah, we, we only see the negatives. We don't quite see the positives. Um, there's three things. First, he cleans up really nicely, so he looks good in his suit. Um, mm-hmm. specifically, she's given him her grandfather's suit. Now, this is 1931, so her grandfather's wedding suit, this probably happened in, like, the 1870s, 1880s, something like that. Yeah. Somehow the suit looks like a regular modern suit. Yeah, it, it's very spiffy and white. Yeah, I, I mean, like, it's, it doesn't look modern to now exactly it looks modern to the 80s though i it and it's already 1931 so that it, it should be a hundred years old and it doesn't yeah i don't know it, it looks fine yeah, this it suit's looks very been modern. passed down yeah good he cleans up well yeah um i i guess you can make the argument that men's formal wear just doesn't change that much which is true but it still changes some it, it like yeah yeah anyway so that's the first thing he looks good in this suit Second thing, he's very faithful to her. This is because he doesn't have other options. <laughs> this is mostly because no one else has ever shown interest in his life. But the the fact is the same. He uh, He's very faithful to her. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I understand. Yeah, Edna's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I meant more. I meant more. He's, he doesn't have a lot to work with. 
Sure. I'm surprised even Edna wanted to wanted to go out with him. Well, she's got these three things. Uh, so, and then the third thing <laughs> is that he has a very virtuous mind. Uh, she's very moralistic, very puritanic, uh, puritanical, and. Uh, oh, I have a story about the word puritanical. I'll I'll tell you about awesome. it later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'll tell you about it right now. This is a podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let let everyone hear your great story. One time, I was talking with this girl on Tinder, and she seemed very great. And I, uh, we had seen each other in person once already. And uh, at at some point. I think I dropped the word puritanical, not to talk about either of us or anything like that. Just, I think just about something. I don't remember why or, or why uh-huh. or, or, or how, what it referred to. And then uh, we had exchanged Twitters earlier that day, because I guess that was a thing to do. And yeah. then I saw a tweet from her. Uh, and I, I think she might not have remembered that I followed her. Uh, and she tweeted, hey... What the hell does puritanical mean? Uh, <laughs> and we didn't stay together for very long after that. Unrelated, but, but just also but the, true. Was that part of the breakup? Was it because no. she didn't know no. what puritanical <laughs> Okay. No, good. of course not. Yeah. <laughs> that is a funny story, though, but I'm sorry it didn't work out. Well. Maybe you could have been a citizen wolf in the future. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Riley. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Doc Brown's mind is virtuous in the way that she likes. She, uh, he would, at this stage, never commit a crime, never do uh, anything too bad, which is wild. Because the Doc Brown that we know um, stole plutonium from the Libyans and violates the laws of space-time. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know when it went weird with him, but I guess it was sometime <laughs> in between... 1931 and 1955. Yeah, he becomes less ethical as he gets more into science. Maybe he had a weird World War II. <laughs> That's true. You never know how those things turn out. Do you think he served? No. He's the right age for it. I guess that's true. Would he be drafted? I, I think we would have heard about it if he had been drafted in World War II. But that just doesn't seem like something that like ties into his personality at all. And he's huh. never brought it up. But I guess he's never really had any reason to bring it up either. So maybe. Yeah, I mean, he would probably science himself an excuse for why he can't serve. <laughs> That's true. Oh, it's the darndest thing. He's German. Was there like a, uh, a like a heritage exemption? Oh, maybe. That, like, you, you got German blood in you. you we don't want you... Uh... Well, no, I don't think it was like that. I think it was more like I'd feel very conflicted fighting my ancestral home or something. I don't know. Oh, so they they let him not do it because of that? I mean, I'm so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that. <laughs> this works. is quite a conversation. Think trying to figure out why Doc Brown would not have served in World War II. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you can probably tell from the the tone of our voices. Neither of us have ever served. We don't know how it works. <laughs> I don't know how army works. Yeah, I don't know how navy. <laughs> I don't know air force or any of that. But if his mind was so virtuous, he would have served, right? Um, so maybe it was yeah. between, if he didn't serve, then his mind had to have changed between 1931 and 1941. 
That's where it all started. That's what led him down a road of crime. There's a decade period in there where even without Edna, uh, he just... You know, maybe it was Frankenstein. Maybe it was all just Frankenstein where Frankenstein... The scientist in Frankenstein, who is a weird role model, by the way. I don't think we've talked about that yet. That's true. That's not someone to look up to. Yeah, he's not a good guy. (laughs) Uh, Inspired Doc Brown to get into science because it worked out so well for Frankenstein. Uh Uh-huh. And yeah, maybe that was just the the thing that that changed his mind. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe he got drafted, but then he made an invisibility potion. Mm, so mm-hmm. he's like they can't draft an invisible man they cannot draft what they cannot see <laughs> he sneaks behind their backs and he and he, and he goes tee hee hee so in the correct reality the thing that Doc Brown entered into the expo was his rocket car thing uh, but right. in this reality the thing that he enters into the expo uh, because he gave up with the rocket car is a mind reading device that barely works yeah (laughs) that uh what it actually does is sense whether the person with with an basically an eeg but he doesn't call it that because i guess it's too early for that to exist uh it's an eeg that you put on your head and you're shown a bunch of stimulus and you can tell whether the person is having a good experience or a bad experience looking at those stimuli um i did a lot of this in college Ooh, interesting so yeah. you can relate here i can relate a little bit uh i wore an eeg for probably a combined 10 hours throughout college which is not a long time for like most activities but if you think about what it is it's a lot uh, 10 hours of wearing a helmet and having your uh your thoughts analyzed yeah, I made uh, I made a video game in college that you can control with how much you focus, um, just, like it connected to your brain, and if you if you focus more, you can light up more lights on a on a board and. Ooh. Yeah, that's just that's just some things. So he's doing that, and <laughs> basically you're looking at pictures of, uh, things that are supposed to be traditionally, according to Edna, I suppose, uh, positive or negative. Hmm. Uh, what are some of the positive ones? Um, so positive is a picture of her. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Everyone has to like her. That's, that's part of it, yeah. Yeah, um, oh, what was the next one? What was the negative one? Uh, one of the negatives is a member of the Tannen family. Oh, yeah, and, and Trixie is a negative in there. Yeah, Trixie is a negative, and one of the positives is, uh, the police chief. Yeah, you're supposed to like the police, like order. Oh, the negative was um, John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> yeah, and you're supposed to not like, uh, you know, sex and drugs, but also historical murderers. Um, yeah, <laughs> and you're supposed to you you are supposed to like innocent looking children. Uh, you know, you know, some of the stuff makes sense, but some of it is is obviously very uh, antiquated thinking. Um, yeah. And uh, the the machine can't tell if you're a good person or not by that, but it insists on doing so anyway by <laughs> measuring uh, if you liked enough positive stuff and didn't like enough negative stuff, 
you can uh it'll print a punch card that a different machine will read and say like okay well you liked all the positive stuff and you didn't like any of the negative stuff you're a model citizen and if you got the opposite it'll say you're a what is it deranged criminal yeah <laughs> yeah um it, just a just a, a really degenerate criminal degenerate yeah you're right uh which is <laughs> maybe the worst word someone could be in 1931 you're a degenerate yeah, der- deranged is one thing but degenerate come on yeah i i that speaks to your character i'd be friends with a deranged person i would never yeah, be friends fun. with a degenerate what if they were lazy <laughs> i don't got time for that yeah neither does god so um yeah very very icky uh even like this is only two months into their relationship and already this is a very icky thing to do Um, right it's it's not great i think it kind of speaks to brown emmett brown in all timelines not not just this one uh in all timelines emmett brown just doesn't care very much about the consequences for things uh and right just wants to do the science like even he said he says uh science is fun because of uh the mess so yeah even if the end results are not good even if it's unethical the science is worth it he thinks yeah wow um Weird, weird thing to say about Emmett Brown this far into the series. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's worked out well for him. So f- I would, I would, I would describe Doc Brown as a good person. I would say it did not work out well for him because he wrote himself out of existence accidentally. <laughs> That's true. Whoops. Yeah. Well, who hasn't? You know. Uh, Marty, I guess, and I don't know why that's true. <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah, why... it works out every time. They were saying something in this episode uh, when Citizen Brown was talking about fixing up the DeLorean. He was saying Marty can't help him because proximity to the time machine when it's active or, or something like that makes you entangled to that time wave. Uh, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I don't know exactly. Um, but I'm not sure. a scientist. So of course, uh, if you're if you're an adventure game person like we are at this point, you'll know. Okay, well the way I make Edna think that Emmett doesn't have a virtuous mind is by giving him the wrong punch card. Yeah, very that's adventure. Definitely game-y. what I thought. I thought you just uh, switched the punch cards, but uh, nope, because they have their names on them. Yeah, so you got to make your own. Um, and you make your own punch card just by watching the uh, the the test and like purposefully choosing wrong answers to every question. Well, you have to, yeah, you have to make Doc's uh, reaction the wrong reaction to have. And oh, sorry, you yeah, that. you're right. Yeah, yeah, you do that by uh, changing what he smells. There's two things in the room. You're going to be clicking on these a lot. Uh, I really hate this puzzle. <laughs> and um, so there, there's a uh, there's a pot of stew right. that you use to make him think uh, good. You you want the green light to come on when he think good stew. Right. Um, but red light come on when he think bad fish. 
<laughs> um, I can also <laughs> it, make the red light go on by zapping him with the generator. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. I just went back and forth between the two. Mm. Yeah, bad fish, good stew. Uh, the duality of man, I suppose. Because <laughs> uh, he's wearing the helmet. I forgot that that was the case. He wears the helmet. Yeah. Not you. So you need to make. Yeah, because him you feel specifically need it to be Doc Brown's card. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't even know he's taking the test. He's just wearing yeah. the helmet because he likes helmets. And he's just reacting. Uh, also in the lab is this stain remover agent he developed that works wonders to get any stain out of any amount of clothes without any rubbing or soaking in. It just instantly happens. But after 12 hours, it decays into a cloth-eating acid that would just dissolve holes into his suit. Uh, so you got to put some of that in the time machine and make you go back in time like 12 hours. Yeah, these are the two puzzles that I hated in this episode. Yeah, this was a little lame because the first time you put it in, it goes back like nine and a half hours. Yeah. And you just need to do it again. You, you just need to do it a second time. Yeah, and I'm just not sure why you would do it there's Twice. no re- just have just have it happen the right amount the first time. Yeah. Just have it be like here's what you do, now you got what you need. No don't do it twice. And that's also the reason why I didn't like the test puzzle. Well, let me ask you something. So you were saying you could shock him. Mhm. Does that immediately make his light go to red or do you need to do it twice? It go you you can shock him twice, but you can shock him as many times as you want. Uh, and each but, time like, it goes from from green to yellow and then yellow to red. So just that's, one, just one at a time. Well, that's what I hate because once you go to the next slide, for every slide, you need to click on the thing twice. Mm-hmm. Just just because I guess. So the way I did it was the fish tank and the stew tank. And so if if the light is red because of the fish tank. Then I need to do the stew pot once to make it go to yellow, and then I need to do it again to go to green. So here's the here's the thing that's different between our approaches then, because what I did was just I filled the room up with the stew smell, and he liked that. Uh-huh. So I was just like flatlining green the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh because I used the generator rather than something that did a bad smell, uh, like it hurt him, and that's why he didn't like it. Okay. Uh, I, I would just do that, and then it would immediately register as red. And then the next slide, he's like, oh, it doesn't hurt anymore. Now I'm all the way green again. Uh, so I don't need to, I only needed to use the generator. That's I, so interesting. I wish I had known that. Yeah, well, so, yeah. these things can be done in a lot of different ways, which I think is actually cool, but some of the ways are, like, clearly better than other ways, so I'm not sure yeah. why. Like I said, the way I did it, like, I needed to... I was just going back and forth between the two for, like, all... I forget how many slides it was. Was it six or eight? I think it was eight. Uh, but I needed... Yeah, I, just went, like I just went back and forth between the two tanks. I just needed to do the same thing so many times for each slide so eight times and i needed to click on each one twice and each time i get a little unskippable cutscene 
And like every time I changed the slide, I get an unskippable cutscene. It was maddening. And this was the part where my game froze. So I had to do this part twice. <laughs> I, I was telling my good friend Mitch here how after this, my game froze and I needed to go back. It sent me back to the school and I needed to do this whole thing with the test twice. Yeah, so that's I just, so annoying. Yeah, it was annoying enough the first time. But to do it, doing it the second time is when I was like, I don't like the way this puzzle is done. Yeah, we've talked about this before that we're entering the era where, and, and this really doesn't end, unfortunately, but uh, Telltale starts to become known for having just a lot of crashes and, and bugs in their games yeah. that make it through, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I didn't have any up until now. Well, any based on the game. Well, besides CSI. I can't forget CSI. <laughs> Yeah, CSI, we definitely did that. Uh, I haven't had... Uh, you know what? I I did have a glitch in Back to the Future, but it was a UI glitch, so I just was able to save and quit the game, and I went back in, mm-hmm. and it, it barely it wasn't too impacted bad. anything. Yeah, um, but that's versus the entire rest of the catalog that we've played so far, which there have been none in. Yeah, I didn't have any issues up until now. Uh, so let's talk about the other two ways you can piss off Edna. Uh, so the the suit, you use that dissolve thing on the suit. That's that's pretty clear. So then the last bit is uh, how Emmett is faithful to Edna. And mm-hmm. e- Emmett is always going to be faithful to em- Edna at this time period. But what you can do is trick, hit, uh, trick Edna into thinking that Trixie Trotter and Emmett had a, uh, had a fling. Yeah. And, like, this one isn't, like, bafflingly bad. It's just kind of uninteresting. It's just your standard, get me these items I need. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, what else is there to really say about it? It's just your typical adventure game puzzle. Bring items to this person, and then you can progress. Um, yeah, she says, if you bring me a fur, a diamond, and a photo album of Emmett from when he was young... Uh, she can do some stuff. And it turns out what she does is says, take back your fur and take back your diamond. <laughs> uh, and throws it at him. And then also she, she's, she's really like, I have this baby picture of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. She she makes Edna think it's his baby. Yeah. Oh, says, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Jr. Yeah, that's that's how it goes. Um, that's good. I think that that's a good. Ed, uh, Trixie's only down to do this to Edna because Edna got her fired from being Techni, Muse of Progress, at the uh, <laughs> expo. She's cosplaying as Techni, Muse of Progress, who looks sort of like a cross between, um, like Apollo in, in Greek mythology and R two D two. Um, I really liked how much Trixie liked being a technique muse of progress. That was fun. Yeah, that was, I was great. I was happy to see Trixie show up again. Finally, a a fun character. Yeah. Um, we're still kind of pretending that we don't think Trixie is Marty's grandma. Right. Um, I thought this was going to be a whole thing and maybe it is next episode, but because it, it, you have to get, Artie McFly to fire her. Yeah. So I thought that was going to throw their relationship in a whole jam. 
And I'll be honest, I kind of hope it doesn't. I'm I just keep it on the dock stuff for now. I don't need another whole time thing in the last episode. Oh, you know there's going to be one. Yeah. <laughs> um I got enough shit to worry about. I don't know. I I think on the last episode I I encouraged the game to get a, a little you want jump more to happen. I want more. Well, yeah, I want some I want anything to happen. <laughs> I want I want uh, them <laughs> I to jump around true. to all kinds of different time periods. I want some time yeah, travel. Yeah, make up for in this just being in like game. the same t- make up for being in the same two time periods. That it's so baffling to me. You have an episodic series about time travel, about back to the future. Yeah. And and you just I I think he was too concerned with trying to be like the movies because in a movie they wouldn't jump around to like time period to time period, but you're in a game, you're in an episodic adventure game. You can do that. Well, you say they wouldn't, but they do all the time (laughs) in like episode in, in the second movie, they, they jump around with a lot of frequency. They, they jump. I guess that's true. There's the present, the past and the future. Yeah. Uh, and this, there's pretty much just the eighties in the 30s yeah we were talking about it uh before how we thought like every episode was going to be a different time period yeah yeah i feel like that would have maybe got a little too jumbled for the story maybe at least the story they're going for obviously but um i don't know it would have been more interesting i don't i'm done with the 30s Yeah, there was a there was a hill valley of tomorrow and hill valley of the past um, exhibits like dioramas at the science expo, and they were talking about how at this part of California there used to be uh, all kinds of dinosaurs, and Mm -hmm. in in the the future there's going to be trains that drive people up from living underground and. like they, they said, these are probably what's going to happen and probably what did happen right here in this place in the past and the future. And I'm, I'm, I was losing my mind at that part because this is a time travel video game. And I would yeah. love to see that. <laughs> you're telling me you're not going to show me the dinosaurs? and the No, but you get to see these little models. And the people that live underground but get to ride in a train for fun? <laughs> that's what they want to do for fun and i don't get to see those people riding in that train sam and max no. would have me riding in that train and they wouldn't yeah, even explain the time travel we totally ridden an underground train to hell yeah and we rode in a different train in the 30s no in 1901 um, yeah in, in a in a movie <laughs> <laughs> that's that really does sum up back to the future so far for me it it's it has this amazing concept, but it just doesn't do much with it. It's just not that interesting. You're just kind of walking around. I really feel like it was concerned with being a Back to the Future four rather than being a Back to the Future adventure game. Yeah. So the first episode of the Back to the Future the game that we covered, I asked you in the podcast, um, do you think this game is going to be like the movies in that it's going to be mostly an 80s like teen movie John Hughes thing but with some time travel in it 
or do we think it's going to like lean more into the time travel? And I thought for sure they were going to lean more into the time travel because of video games. Yeah, but they—they they were actually. I don't remember what I said, but you would think so. They did do the movie thing where they're like in the movies, the time travel. It's not incidental because it's it's important to the plot and everything, but it's it's so much more important that they're like the movie's just more of a period piece about the fifties than a sci-fi yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. And that is also the case in the game. It is a period piece about the 1930s. Um, yeah. The, more than the, a sci-fi game. Exactly. It's not about going to different time periods. It's about going to the 30s and having this specific story happen. Yeah, I also got to say, like, out of all of the time periods that there are in American history, the 30s might be the least interesting decade in the last 100 years. Interesting. Why do you say that? I think the 20s are cool. Like, everyone likes the 20s, and the 20s are still mm-hmm. Prohibition. Uh, so they could have done that. Yeah, you could have done that. It, the 30s feels like it's just less interesting 20s. Yeah, World War Two and, like, 40s stuff was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And then the 30s is, like, the Great Depression, of course. But they, they don't even feel like they're in a depression in this. They didn't lean into the Great Depression at all. Yeah. Uh, it, it's Everyone's it really doing all right. just gangsters. Yeah, every single person that we've come across so far has seemingly not been negatively affected by the Great Depression. Exactly. Doc Brown has this whole thing going on, Trixie Trotter. No one's really having any issues here. Yeah, every everyone's very white and very okay because it's yeah. the 1930s. That's true. Uh, and everyone else is hidden away. Um, <laughs> so you you do that thing with Trixie and and she's she's very theatrical about it she she does a great job we all we all love trixie um yeah you mess up his suit with the decaying spray thing and you swap out the cards so uh emmett brown appears to be less mentally virtuous than he did before and all of those things he's a degenerate criminal yeah all of those things cause edna to break up with him which is what you wanted that said there but it's (laughs) Yeah, there appears to be a problem with uh, with Citizen Brown, who accompanied you into the past. He's getting cold feet. Yeah, he uh, he doesn't want Edna. You tell him that Edna. Oh, yeah, she grows up to be this like stupid, old, lonely. (laughs) Yeah, this upset me because like, (laughs) obviously, it's not what he wanted to hear. And like, Marty, you've lied about other things in the past. You could lie to him about this. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, but just tell him, oh yeah, she's fine. Or just say you don't know. Yeah. You never once let him know that you know her in the future. Yeah. Do you know how many old ladies I knew when I was 17? Zero. <laughs> I knew zero old ladies other than my own grandmother. Yeah. That doesn't count. You have to. Yeah. <laughs> Biologically, she has to exist for me to exist. And other than yeah. that, like... Just, like, on-the-side old ladies you happen to know? How many of those do you know right now? Um, none. Yeah. I know maybe two. Uh, and, and like, they're not Edna. They're, yeah. They're not going to be temporally important if I time travel. <laughs> yeah, really, just tell Doc, uh, I don't know, I, I just met her back in the 30s. Yeah, I don't know, dude, I don't know every old lady. <laughs> <laughs> Edna's the one old lady. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's over. It's fifty-five years from now. Maybe she died, and that's even like not sad. <laughs> yeah, she got like she got trampled old. by a horse. Oh, well, that would be sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking natural causes. It's fifty-five years, and they're adults. She was naturally trampled by a horse. That is, yeah, it can be a pretty natural cause, depending on where you live in the world, I suppose. Like, <laughs> she just reached that age. Like in a stable, if you live in a stable. Na- yeah, old that's age just the way it means works. trampled by horse. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's just how they put it nicely, is old age. Um, so, the, uh, the end of the episode, young Emmett Brown has a post-breakup sort of breakdown, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to convince him that you're cool because he doesn't think you're cool anymore. Uh, he thinks you're lame. He knows you're a liar and that you've ruined his life. Yeah, which is fair. And there's this action set piece where um, he like gets caught on a rope hanging from the top of City Hall, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. Um, yeah, I guess this is the big climax of the episode. Yeah, um, he has like a realization at the end that I don't really remember what he learns. What does he learn? Um, um he learns. He doesn't hate about... you anymore. No, you kind of. Well, you're you kind of push him. You're like, uh, oh, you're delusional. Uh, daydreams don't count. You kind of have to make him kind of believe in himself a little more, and that inspires him to get back into science. And then you save him. You save him from dangling. Yeah, he was he was maybe going to get hurt if he fell from that height. Who's to say? <laughs> well, I I think the thing is it was attached to the um it was a it was attached to the statue and the statue fell off. Yeah. So, I feel like he would have been like crushed by it or something. If he just like climbed on top of the statue even with his legs still attached, like he he could the statue could have fallen, but he would have been on top of it. Yeah. It, stakes were low. It seemed Some high. Some scientist. <laughs> it seemed high, but stakes were actually smart. pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> um. And and very easy puzzle. Yeah, not not a bad puzzle at all. Uh, I mean, not bad as in trying to figure it out. It was not my favorite, but I don't think anything in this episode is like my favorite. <laughs> I like the opening. With, with where you break him out. With you, you're breaking him out of Citizen Plus. Yeah. Probably my favorite opening in an episode so far in the series. I think I would say that too, but also I like, what's the competition? Yeah. 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 Um, so after this, young Emmett Brown, he's probably going to go do science. That looks great. Uh, Edna, probably going to die alone. Like, love it. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, great things are as they should be but there's this post credits or like right before credits stinger where citizen brown from alternate 1986 he's dejected and he's very sad that edna and him aren't together anymore so he picked Mm. up young edna in the delorean and he's like scheming with her against marty uh to try to figure out how they can take him down before he changes the past for good. That's not great because Doc is a smart boy. Yeah, he'll probably figure it out. He, he Yeah, he probably figured it out before he even talked to her. He probably knows, like, I'm going to take this guy out. Mm-hmm. 
So oh boy, that's uh, that. That's the episode. That's double visions. I was hoping to get more out of it. I was hoping to get something related to the title at all. I don't know yeah, why it's called double hell? visions. Yeah, is it just because there's two Doc Browns there? I mean, that happened before. Um, there's the bit in front of the expo, the vision of the future and the vision of the past. Oh, maybe. It's maybe that so not important. <laughs> to yeah. <laughs> um. Shit! Why is it called that? <laughs> I don't know. I boy. I gotta tell you, Mitch, I think this might be my least favorite episode of the season. Huh. I don't... Yeah, it just really didn't do much for me. I, not a whole lot happened. You don't really go... You go to the school and Doc's lab. And that's about it. It's weird because, like, I do think the Back to the Future series we've been on is... Well, first off, it's obviously so much better than CSI. Um, yes. But it's a lot yes. better than Bone. It's a lot better than a lot of Sam and Max, if I can be honest. Um, I, would, I don't not, know. Not all of it, or not even most of it, but but some of it for sure. Um, it's better than, you know, a lot of stuff we've done. But it's still, it, it still feels flat comparatively. Yeah. Maybe it's just because they were so far along by this point, and we just got season three of Sam and Max. Yeah. Like, when we're doing seasons one and two of Sam and Max, nothing about, like, the gameplay in that evolves beyond typical adventure game stuff. But, you know, I feel like the comedy and the characters in the world did a lot of heavy lifting. And, you know, for that period of time, the puzzles are fine. But by this point, you would think, you guys did season three of Sam and Max. <laughs> you're yeah. going back to this <laughs> and and like but even then like even though i like doc i like marty i i typically like this story overall i feel like i don't like it enough to carry its shortcomings this time i i think that this and strong bad have have similar um lacks lackings but th they lack different stuff and I think if you put them together, you'd have a really great game. Um, but, like, with Strong Bad, what I really wanted was some sort of... I I don't know. You, you could feel that Telltale was a very independent studio at the time. And then for Back to the Future, it's a, very, it's a much more professional studio. A lot more budget has been poured into the game. Uh, they can mm -hmm. do what they want to do a lot more than they could when they were doing Strong Bad. And yeah, that's what it comes down to, I think. Yeah. This feels like it should be bigger than it is yeah and i i i feel like i really start feeling that a lot more in this episode than the other ones and i think that's just because we're coming up to the end so like for the first three episodes i was like well maybe it picks up done with episode two well maybe it picks up after episode three well maybe it picks up and then we're done with episode four and i'm like i don't think it's gonna pick up you know what this discussion has made me really excited for when we get to it what minecraft Ooh, interesting yeah because like minecraft is a complete obviously minecraft existed before minecraft story mode but minecraft story mode is a completely original story right like the the, yeah. the characters are completely original to it there's some it, mechanics it can really play around with the world it's in 
Right, it can it can it can do that for sure. There's some mechanics and stuff, and some uh, like lore stuff that carries over from Minecraft, but it's all just like they, from my understanding, they just need a guy to be this kind of guy, so they invent a guy for every character. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And the entire story is its own deal. Um, that that's going to be really interesting. I agree. I agree. I'm excited to see what they do with it. I've ne- I haven't I don't know anything about it. I've never even played it before. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is that the only game they've created the protagonist for? Um is The Walking Dead no. protagonist from the comics? No. Walking Dead is original characters. Okay. There's like one or two characters from the show or comics, but overall it's an original cast. Is Michonne from the Michonne is from the show, I think. Okay, but so she's, she's she's not, not a major, original. yeah, she's not a major character in The Walking Dead. Between seasons two and three, they did like a mini series with her. Yeah, well, she has um, she has her own episodes. Yeah, yeah, but like Lee and Clementine, all the main characters of the actual seasons are original. Okay, good to know. Um, and then there's also Nelson Tethers. Yeah, but that's that's not an adventure that's its game. own that's its own. Th- thing too it's not like like you are basing it off uh uh grickle to an extent but it's overall its own story Mm -hmm. so you it it is its own original thing you're not taking a property you're not like taking back to the future and making a new main character or anything yeah so i guess get excited for minecraft (laughs) (laughs) um let's head into our segments all right I got some segments. Um, so you did this before, so I'm just going to do this once because I only have one. But there was okay. a pretty good line this week. Tell me what the line was. Um, when you're asking Jen to break you out before she agrees to do so, uh, mm-hmm. she says she's not going to do it. And Marty says, but why? And Jen says, because your gosh dang hormones are out of control, Martin. <laughs> I wrote that one down too. I like that. Yeah, it's a really good line. <laughs> <laughs> Your gosh dang hormones. And and uh, the actress d- delivers it so well. She's uh-huh. uh huh. You can tell she's quite a bit older than she's supposed to be by a decade or two, um, just because of the nature of when the movies came out versus when the games came out. But she really right. does a good job. I think so too. Yeah. Um, I, I did notice it when she was talking, but she does do a good job. And at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. Your gosh danged hormones, Martin. <laughs> she really sells it. I really thought that she thought his gosh danged hormones were out of control. Yeah. Um, okay, so real segments, though. Potent pickups. What was your potent pickup this episode? My potent pickup this episode were the algae cakes Mine too. because you can you can give them to everyone. I did and not an know achievement. that. <laughs> yeah, you can give them to everyone, and like one of the achievements on the Xbox version is giving them to everyone and getting their reaction and giving them all green teeth. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, I I only gave it to one person the whole time, uh, wow. which was Young Emmett, and it makes I him... I did too. It, during the uh, the personality test, it makes him dislike what he's experiencing. Uh, so. Oh, that that helps for that too. Yeah. Um, okay, I I guess I gave that puzzle a little. Maybe I should give it a little more credit in that you can. There's various ways to do it. The way I did it was just the worst way to do it. Fair. 
Um, yeah, but I kept good thinking like the whole episode. Man, what are these algae cakes going to be for? Yeah, uh, they're just for fun. They're just for fun, I guess. Uh, a red herring. Yeah, I don't think I don't know if that's a good idea to have in an adventure game. In in I don't one know, I don't know like if... this where there's so little like width to explore. I think it's probably fine. I guess so too. Yeah, I agree. Um, in any other game where you can like go to other places and talk to people and there's more to the puzzles, I would say it's not good. But I would say all of these puzzles are pretty straightforward. Like, it's pretty easy to figure out what you're supposed to do. Just doing it is what I don't like. What um, is your golden moment? I guess the opening The opening is like the one part where I was like, oh, this is going to be exciting. We're going to be like on the run. Yeah. Um, we're going to have other shit to do. But nope, we just go back to the 30s and and stop and break up a couple. Yeah, I maybe should have put that. What I wrote instead was young Emmett dissolving after his breakup, uh, just <laughs> having a real bad time and just mm-hmm. ex- experiencing um, his own Great Depression in 1931. By, <laughs> oh, what a tie-in. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those highbrow artists. Um, <laughs> he, he's sitting up on the roof of the city hall looking like he's going to jump, and then he's like, no, I just come up here to think I'm not going to jump. Uh, stupid stupid you thought i was gonna jump after a <laughs> you, <you're>, breakup <laughs> you're stupid callahan <laughs> um but you know what i i think i i should change it to what you said the opening ex- escaping citizen plus is much more memorable yeah there's the part with jennifer that was pretty good the part where you're actually breaking me it felt like shit was actually happening <laughs> at that point and and then it just leads to not much Weekly guy. I gotta be honest, Mitch. I had a hard time picking all of these segments except potent pickup. I was kind of struggling. Not a lot in this episode really left an impression on me, but I did figure out a weekly guy, and that's cue ball. Okay, he gives you the algae cakes. <laughs> yeah, I I thought he was funny. I like that he was trying to turn his life around. Uh, he gives you the algae cakes, and, and you get a whole story about how he's obsessed with these algae cakes. He's like the only person who likes these algae cakes. Every other person you feed them to, they're like, ew, what is this? This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and their teeth turn green. But, like, Q-Ball is, like, self-conscious about the green teeth. Mm-hmm. He likes these algae cakes, but he's like, oh, geez, not the green teeth. And you can tell he's really trying to turn things around. So, in this episode, that left very little impression on me overall. I, I I would have said Trixie. I didn't just want to default to Trixie again, so I said cue ball, but both are pretty good in this episode. I said Trixie. I'm not I'm not proud. Okay. It's fine. She's great. <laughs> I'm not proud. <laughs> <laughs> Trixie's awesome. Uh especially Did you mean you're not ashamed? Yeah, I don't have pride. Um <laughs> uh, Trixie's awesome. I'm not proud especially of what I mean. as Techni Muse of Poggers. Uh she's That's true. She's really, really good Muse at Muse of Poggers. Just doing her one job she was hired to do. At one point, uh, Artie McFly is explaining why Trixie shouldn't be fired. And mm-hmm. she's he's like, she's an American citizen. She memorized her lines. What more do you want? And I think that's, <laughs> that's all we look for. That's great. <laughs> that's like a true thing. That She's... Uh, she was just doing a good job. It's an easy job, and she was very proud of having it. Uh, and yes, the only and reason she was fired 
was thankfully they didn't fire her because she was uh i guess in porn at one point she was in naughty postcards naughty postcards which are uh, <laughs> yeah when, when there's no internet wow a postcard and they were they were tasteful they were tasteful it's not like she was it was like hardcore porn yeah she had a moose <laughs> antler covering her naughty bits. Yeah, and that's that's all you need in 1931. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna change my answer. I'm gonna give it to Trixie again too because I forgot that Cue Ball is the one who kind of sells her out and gives you the postcard. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what, Cue Ball? That's not good. I like that you're trying to go down a better path, but that doesn't help you. Um, I gotta give it to Trixie. You missed out on the award this time. And I, I liked now Artie Q-ball. McFly standing up for her for like as long as he c- could. Uh, yeah. W- when he was shown the picture, uh, he was like, "I'm not gonna fire her just for this picture." Um, but then they, she, he found out that she was in fact not an American citizen. She was born in Canada. Ooh. She was born in Manitoba. Which is uh Was it lower Manitoba? No, this is upper. So this is this is oh. a a reference, perhaps, <laughs> to lower Manitoba. <laughs> um Yeah, which I they didn't even check to see like, well, does being born there mean necessarily she's not a citizen? Because that's not what it, yeah, that don't, means. Don't you like become a citizen if you're like here long enough? Maybe she moved when she was like a month old. Not automatically, but you can. Yeah, you, you can naturalize yeah, I, yourself. Yeah, I would think at this point, maybe she is. You know, you don't know. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, Tr- Trixie was my weekly guy. Uh, close, though, I would have said Doc, or Citizen Brown. Um, Alt-universe Doc Brown, Old Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just liked... Old Brown. <laughs> I, I liked how they sold his, um, his cold feet over you know, removing Edna from his universe because he, for a while he was very intent on like, yeah, she sucks now. I believe it. She's my wife, but like not good. Um, yeah. And to the point where he spent six months on his own fixing the time machine <laughs> uh, just to erase her impact from history. And then he's like, mm, but I, I do love her. Uh, and I, I thought that was a pretty good thing, but not as good as Techni Muse of Poggers. <laughs> uh, I like. Yeah, I liked that's her more. true. So that's our episode. Did you have an unweekly guy? Uh, too many. Uh, don't. Yeah, don't. Don't feel like you have to, because I didn't write anything. I just wrote. Uh, yeah, I no mean, one else, no one else really made an impression enough for to have an unweekly guy. Not an unweekly. <laughs> one guy but sort of the whole attitude of like hey we can get this person fired because she was in a naughty postcard um in a totally unrelated job i thought that that one was like pretty skeevy oh you know what i that was all edna so i'll say edna okay Um, yeah i'll go with edna too but edna like that she's the villain so it's supposed to feel bad that she does that i think it's it's interesting because in this time period in, in the 30s, she wouldn't be considered a villain, technically. It's later, it's old Edna that really drives him down the... She's the really uh, megalomaniacal uh, villain. Back here, Edna sucks, but she's just, you know, she's normal. She's fine. I think they're trying to make the point that, like, Edna, even though she 
grows into her insanity and how much she wants to push her own justifications for not great things. Mm-hmm. They're they're trying to make the case like no, she was always kind of this way though. She always had these these morals that she was very strictly adherent to and didn't bend was not flexible in any kind of way around them um and just because she didn't have the power or technology to enforce that on a police state level yet doesn't mean that she didn't get there i get i guess that's true yeah the the intentions were always there the means just weren't yeah Uh, all right i'll give it to edna I mean, Edna's a, Edna's a pretty interesting three-dimensional villain. I will give this series that for sure. I really like... Yeah. Um, especially considering, like, all the villains that there were in Sam and Max are all kind of just, like... They're, Typical they're very, cartoon villain. Yeah, they're they're great, but they, they're not interesting on, on like, a <laughs> psychological level. They're... They're they're just like hey you know I'm gonna I'm a bad guy so I'm gonna like they're eat. they're villains that work for Sam and Max and then this villain works for Back to the Future yeah yeah and um, I think it's a higher bar they're setting for themselves with this villain in terms of the writing than the ones in Sam and Max even though they are they are just for different sorts of tones mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they, they um, hit it. They, they hit it with Edna. That's that's something I will say about the series. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Um, I will say what I've said every time and have been a little disappointed by every time, which is that I'm <laughs> very excited for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is their last chance, so I'm going <laughs> to... Their last this, chance. It really is their last chance. It's the last. They don't get to do more Back to the Future after. This. Yeah, not not only Telltale's time with Back to the Future, but Back to the Future as a whole is done after this next episode. Yeah, and it's so weird because I don't necessarily think as like as a story in Back to the Future, I don't think it's bad. I. I guess just as a player playing a game, I'm not into it. But, like, if this were a movie, if this were, like, a movie Back to the Future 4, I'd be into it. I'd, I'd want to see where it's going. I'd like to see, uh, I'd be into all this shit going down. Um, it's just as a story where we're forced, or as a game, where we're forced to do these not great puzzles. Yeah. We're forced to wander around these not that interesting environments. I mean... I don't even want to blame the environments. I just feel like it's, I don't know. Maybe it's just the potential for a game that's there. That's not fully realized. But if this were a movie, I would be totally fine with it. Well, if this were like an official back to the future four movie, you know, what's similar in, in the way that you explained that is the fact that, um, the game that we're going to cover right after this, which is also the game that Telltale made right after this, is Jurassic Park. And that is also a game that picks up after, I think, a trilogy? Uh, I think it picks up yeah. after the original trilogy. I'm not I'm not 100% certain on that. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I know it, it came out between the original trilogy and World. Yeah. Um, and in a similar way... It 
Well, I, I know for a fact that it did not review very well at all and almost tanked the company. Yeah, this was the first Telltale game to get, like, bad reviews. Yeah, uh, the, the, the story out there is that if The Walking Dead didn't come out and do as well as it did, Jurassic Park would have actually made them uh, advance their schedule by about seven years and go bankrupt then. So, Jeez. Uh, yeah, that was that's not good. Uh, we'll we'll I'm see glad how it is. Walking Dead worked out. Yeah, Jurassic Park only four episodes though. Uh, so merciful. Well, <laughs> uh, 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 a tasteful, a tasteful four. Yeah, is that our shortest series so far? I guess other than Puzzle Agent. Uh, well, Puzzle Agent and Bone and Texas Hold'em. That's true. Yeah, but like as a season of something. This is the as a season of something that was completed when it was supposed to end. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it will be, I think, until Michonne, which is three. Yeah, but even even Michonne was billed as like a mini season in between. It it wasn't. It's not considered like season three. Um, and the longest season that will do is season one of Minecraft, I believe. That's eight episodes, That is right? eight, yeah. Second That's place is Law and Order with seven. Ugh. <laughs> well, no, see, I, I, sorry for that reaction, just uh, CSI came to mind, but that's not CSI, that's Law and Order. Yeah. That's different. Maybe it's better. You, were, you are very uh, optimistic about it. I try to keep a, a calm demeanor. Uh, in yeah, times I'm, of crisis. I'm going <laughs> to follow your example and say, maybe Law & Order is better. Even if I have no interest in it, maybe as a game, it'll be good. Well, my um, understanding of it is that it is the... the um, Not quite Walking Dead yet, but it's the same style-ish as um, like this, like Back to the Future, of style okay. of gameplay. Which is just already so much better than the CSI style of gameplay. Um, right, but that's not a super high bar. <laughs> I mean, throughout this whole season, I've been saying, you know, it feels like they're taking a step back with Back to the Future. It just doesn't feel uh, as interesting, even gameplay-wise, to say Sam and Max Season 3. But I would agree, yes, it's definitely a million times better than CSI. Uh, it might be closer to Jurassic Park Walking Dead. I actually haven't watched any footage of Law & Order or anything yet. Um, when What year did it come out? It came out, like, right before Walking Dead. I think, like, 2012, interesting. I think. I didn't know that. That's That makes it a little more interesting. That would be considered part of this sort of in-between phase. Um, I'm Googling it. Uh, the end of 2011. Okay, so yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it is, it's also part of this in-between phase. Um, yeah, maybe it will be better. I, th- I think that alone <laughs> gives, it, uh, gives me a little more confidence. Yeah, if we ever find out how to play it, it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be at least interesting. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dustin, where can people find you? People can find me on the internet. That exists nowadays in the future. More specifically, please. More specifically on the internet. They can find me on Twitter and Instagram 
at Amazing DJ Dustin. Mitch, where can they find you on this crazy big old internet of ours? Uh, if you really zoom in on Twitter, uh, Twitter slash the Wolf FM. That's T H E W O L F E FM. That E at the end of Wolf is important. Animals don't have it. That's what divides man and animals. <laughs> That's true. That's what I've always said. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you for listening. Keep in mind that if you want a notification when our next episode comes out, all you got to do is subscribe on your local podcatcher. I use uh, CastBox. I think I use CastBox on my I use Overcast. Okay. I bet those are very similar. Yeah, both are good. Probably. Uh, I don't know. Yours. (laughs) Uh, Oh, so mine's the one in question. Interesting. Well, I don't know. I I know mine. It's fine. yeah, so subscribe where you can, if you would. Uh, tell anyone about the show as a joke. See how it goes. Uh, just say, <laughs> Have like, you heard of this one? Yeah, pretend you're trying to prank them by getting them to listen to a really bad show instead of just sort of a show you feel neutral on. And you'll feel more <laughs> excited to share the show. Trick your friends. Annoy your enemies. <laughs> uh, so this has been Mitchell Farley Wolf. Thank you very much. See you later. That's not how I end the show. How do I end the show? We need <laughs> a we need a better fine. end of the show thing. I have a good ending. I have a good ending to go out on. Hit me with it. Rugrats, the Telltale series. <laughs>